Today we are here with three incredible young men from Wenatchee, Washington. We are here with Kenneth, Obadiah, and Yao. And today we are going to be getting their perspective on all the crazy things going on in the world, how race has effect affected them living in Wenatchee. This is a platform for them to be vulnerable, real, and authentic, for them to express anything and everything they want to express. So tune in and let's give these boys the platform. Thank you all so much for being here with us today. No thank problem. you for having yes, us. Thank you. Thank you for having thank us. You. Of course. Um, let's start by going around with everybody just stating their first and last name, your ethnicity, and how long you and your family have resided in Wenatchee for. Uh, well, my name is Kenneth. Uh, I'm, I'm Honduran. I'm, I'm Hispanic, you know, and uh, my family, we've been living here for like eight years around there, here in Wenatchee. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, my name is Obadiah Young, and I'm African-American. I've lived here my whole life. Yeah, I think that was awesome. Awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, my name is Nana Yao Isaiah Opukwasi Adufero, <laughs> and I was adopted with my twin sisters to the States when I was about five, so I've lived here about 12-ish years. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Thank you all Wonderful. so much for being on here today. John Boyega, um, the guy who played Finn in Star Wars, he said in one of his protest speech, um, every black person understands and realizes the first time you were reminded that you were black. And for me specifically, this resonated with me because in sixth grade, I specifically remember an incident where because I was black, I was reminded that I was less than an inferior. And so I was just wondering, like, from you guys' perspective, do you remember an incident where you were reminded? Uh, yeah, there was a, uh, well, like one time, like, uh, like a couple years ago, that like there was a teacher, and then like, uh, he's like, he said something like, yeah, there was like car or something, like a robbery or something, like, and then he's like, oh, it would have been you or something. And he said something like that to me, and then like I was like, damn, like, am I minority? Like, is it because I'm a minority? You know. Mm -hmm. And like that just re like re I just rethought everything, you know, and then like, you know, damn. Mm -hmm. Um, one time that I can well there's been multiple times, but one time I mainly remember is just <clears throat> well just growing up, like looking around like your classmates here. Like for me, I was the only black kid at my school, like or in my class. And, and it was like one of those things where like we're doing something about slavery and like you know, mm -hmm, someone mm -hmm. say the N-word, then everyone wants to look back at you. Like they'd look back at me. And I was and then and then that just made me feel like like what makes me different from like mm -hmm. the rest. I feel you on that. Oh. Being one of the only black heads, I totally feel that one too. Mm hmm So um my story was I was probably like in kindergarten. And I got suspended one day because some kid told me that my skin looked like poop. And and then I said something back and got in trouble. But that was the first time that I was like, like, I didn't know people even saw me that way. So it just kind of made me feel it was an unsettling feeling. Mm -hmm. It's almost like heartbreaking, yeah. almost like. Yeah. Devastating. Yeah. Yeah. And like for me, even I had an incident growing up when I was younger, like I said, in sixth grade. But one of the things that really hurt me this year was um, doing our graduation. Um, what was it? Where we went to the elementary schools to parade and 
to show these kids that they can do it too they can graduate and then i remember it was just so heartbreaking because there was this little <laughs> there was this little latino kid and when he saw me like the ki- the little kid was just so fearful like he had his hand out so people could like high five him and as soon as he saw me i just saw the kid become so fearful and he put his hand down and i was just like that was so heartbreaking because it's like just because of my skin color a little kid thought of me as scary and that was just like the the things that you have to live through every day and the the constant reminder just because of your skin color you're less than or you're yeah that's happened to me a lot too it's just some daily things <laughs> on me and i guess another thing is like that you guys can touch on too if you're willing is yeah you've talked to us about how like going into stores or in certain places where you know people are looking at you to steal something or to do something that you're not supposed to do because of uh, because you're black or because you're latino so have you guys had any of those issues yeah, as well definitely yes yeah, that happens to me pretty much every time I walk in the store. Mm-hmm. On me, like, there's, like, you know, just sometimes I just, like, I'm looking and then they just, like, stare. Mm-hmm. And, like, just, like, just watching your every movement. That <laughs> That's just how it is most of the time. It doesn't even matter if you're walking. Yeah, just anywhere. Door, yeah. Nah, for anywhere I've never gone a place without being stared at in my life. Exactly. Yeah, you can mm-hmm. tell, especially, like. But at the end of the mm-hmm. day, um, racism. Yeah, is not, yeah, that's how it's done. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just curious because I think for us in our family, like we talked about racism, um, maybe not as much as we should have, but it was always something that we could talk about if we wanted to. Um, so I just, out of curiosity, for Kenneth and Obi, is racism or prejudice or systematic oppression like is that a topic that you guys often talked about in your family at all and if you did like how did you guys go about it well i'm not really too much you know and it's just like like since like little you know but i've been like you know like they've been racist to me you know mm-hmm. and so that's like my mom and like my dad is like that's just how it's gonna be you know mm-hmm. especially here in america and she's like a lot you know and it's like you know i that's how I was really taught, you know, that I ain't going to be like, you know, they they might out me, you know, and stuff like that. But that's pretty much how I was taught, just by the actual actions. What about you, mm-hmm. Obi? Yeah, my mom, when I was younger especially, she would, like, get me and my brother together and, like, just talk about, like, she told me at a young age, like, I know that, like, my mom is white, so I know she doesn't, like, get it from that perspective but like she told me she told me because i mean just her being with my dad like like she knows how it was with just dealing with like just racism and all that so it was just one of those things she wanted to touch with us because she just wanted to like let us know that mm-hmm. like yeah it's, cold it's world. a cruel world yeah. and then was there ever a time growing up where you resented being a person of color just because of how society's from i'm just well i can start this one off and let you guys think but for me definitely during my middle school years because i was very like confused i didn't really know myself and like i had like a bunch of like the the cool kids you know just the football guys and stuff they'd be like make they would make me feel like i wasn't cool because i didn't play football or like 
was just like, I'm black, but just, but I'm not good at football because I'm black and, but I should automatically be good at it and just, you know, things like that. And I just felt like maybe I didn't belong, like maybe I wasn't supposed to be black or something. I didn't understand it at the time, but yeah, that was my experience. Also very Wenatchee yeah. yeah. cool thing right there. Yeah. I mean, I've never really felt like, I've never felt kind of like down about being a person of color because like I've grown to realize yep. like black is beautiful. <laughs> And it's just like just things like that. Like I'm just I'm proud to I'm proud of what I look like, what I and all that. So but I mean there are definitely times where like I've thought like if I was white, would I be mm-hmm. like one of them? Yeah. Like Yeah. You know what I'm just like everybody else. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. like for me though, like around like middle school too, like I don't know, I'm like I'm like, should I, like, I don't, do I, like, be, like, I don't know, do I even belong here if I'm, like, this color and stuff, you know, and it just hit me a lot, but, but then, like, you know, I started growing a bit more, I'm like, nah, like, you know, um, um, I am what I am, and I'm proud of it, you know, mm-hmm. and that's, was, that's how I was gonna stay, you know, and no one's gonna change it, you know, that's how I was born, and that's how I'm gonna, you know, stay. Mm-hmm. I also have, um, another, like, really heartbreaking story for me, it was, it was also during like middle school and like this would happen actually pretty often but i was at like the lunch tables and a lot of like the white kids would like start throwing like trash or whatever and then they would go tell like the principal or something that it was me and he would autograph like i would even try to fight my case or whatever but they wouldn't even believe me and just automatically like am i wrong being this color because i'm just instantly like the one who gets or, <clears throat> it's almost just like like people who are white like i feel like they just look at colored like the ones who are strongly racist they just look at colored people and think that like we're just like worthless and mm-hmm. like since we don't look like them we can't we can't do big things exactly go big and go mm-hmm. places so yeah and even going back to um all of that and yeah like we've had a lot of conversation over the years where you felt like you could do certain things that your white friends had been able to do. And Ellen and I had to like tell you like, Hey, like, unfortunately because of your skin color, you can't do the things that they do because that's where privilege comes in. It's like, they can do certain things and get away with it. But as soon as Mm -hmm. you do it, you're the one that's going to get caught for it because people are exactly because people are looking at you they're waiting for you to make a mistake versus other white kids where it's like when they do something wrong it's like oh they're going through a phase but when you do it oh you're a criminal you need to do you you need to watch yourself Mm -hmm. you need help yeah you need need heard that so many times that i needed Mm -hmm. very true very true yeah and i guess going back to the whole sports and yao you mentioned and obi said that's very typical of wenatchee is that I do feel like there's a lot of issues when it comes to sports and who gets to play and even just the whole tryouts. And I obviously have my own like perspective on that. Um, and not only that, I think they, a lot of us black kids and when actually the very few of us, we all did sports, which kind of plays into the stereotypes that black people are just athletes and we can't be more than that. Even you though, shut up and dribble. yeah. And like Trump said, you need to shut up and dribble. It's like, we're, I feel like we are as black people or as um, people of color, 
we are just not valued beyond just being an athlete or being a rapper. So I'm just wondering what you guys' perspective on that is. Um, <clears throat> well, I'll go. I'll like to speak on the sports. Yeah. Like from my perspective, like I truly believe that the like the best of the best should be in, but that's not always the case. Like again, like I kind of I kind of see if like say say me and Yao are playing back like we're on the basketball team and say one of us messes up then they'll be i i truly believe that they'll be on us but if say one of another team like another teammate of of you know white like then i i just don't see like quality through sports especially in Wenatchee mm-hmm. at all and i've i've played sports here my whole life and my perspective never changed yep that's facts I feel like sometimes they need to look past just, I mean, they need to look at talent too, but out of the 12 you pick or whatever, the 10 you pick, I don't know what the number is, but like, just find two kids that you can see some potential in and maybe give them a chance or something, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. Some are giving more chances yeah. than others. Yeah. And I truly believe mm-hmm. that on favoritism is a huge part in, in Wenatchee yeah. sports. And that favoritism could lead just because one is, one is like, just the same color as the coaches yeah or like i don't i don't know parents or something yeah mm-hmm. parents is huge it's who whose parents contribute to the booster club those are probably the kids they're gonna get to play exactly. comes back to wealth there yeah. too mm-hmm. exactly yeah. and yeah i know that from just from playing football booster is a huge it's a huge impact on our on our football team and i really believe if one kid mm-hmm. who's not as good like saying he's not as good as a player as one but the person that is worse than the better one parents put more money into supporting the team they will definitely see the field the court <laughs> yeah even the baton yeah, <laughs> yeah. and one of the like the first times that that really hit me was when ellen and i tried out for soccer and we got on the C team. It doesn't matter. We effing suck at soccer. So I don't even care about that. But what really out- <laughs> what really outraged me was seeing a lot of the Latino girls get on the C teams or on the JV. And it's like we had so many amazing, talented Lat- Latino girls, women, well, women now that deserve to have been on varsity that deserve to even have played on jv but then they put all the white girls on varsity and then the next year and even because they made they made the change because the previous years it was like oh we don't really take freshmen on varsity that's more of like a junior and senior thing then we come in with a whole bunch of white girls and they all get on varsity not to say that yeah not mm-hmm. to say that they weren't talented no, some of them really were talented but other than them some of them were not better than some of the other kids that were latino yeah. that got on done c team but then the previous then the next exactly. year we had a really um a really powerful girl who truly did deserve to be on varsity and you guys the generation had more of the latino girls that wanted to play soccer but then it goes back to the whole saying like oh yeah we don't take um freshmen on varsity but I think it's so funny when they can easily bend the rules for the white kids, but they're so easy not mm-hmm. to bend it when it's people of color. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've noticed a lot. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's not, sometimes it's not even like intentional where it's like, oh, we're not going to pick you because you're Latino. 
is that they don't even look in your direction to pick because they're only looking at the white kids. Exactly. They're making their board. Mm-hmm. They're looking at they're looking at the kids whose parents put mm-hmm. the most into yes. the boosters. And I can that that is that's my opinion on sports. If people if if my coaches see this, I don't care. I, I, I spoke the truth. You can't train. Like I, <laughs> that's just what I see, and I, I can't think. I yeah. see it in my eyes. And so. to touch on that subject, Elizabeth, where you said um, that they're not even looking your direction, I feel that because like. <laughs> And I put so much work. I think it was my sophomore year, but I tried out for basketball. Like I was working really hard in tryouts, like running, doing all the sprints. I'm, I, I don't think I missed very many layups. And then there's like, I'm not going to say his name, but there was another kid who I saw him. He didn't really like make any layups. He was just kind of uncoordinated and stuff. But like he still got picked over me. And it was just like, wow, were they really just not like, paying attention mm-hmm. to anything i was doing or but i think it's just that whole standard yeah. of that for you guys it's like or for people of color it's like you have to be extraordinary or you're nothing in their eyes and then for white people it's like you can be mediocre and, and you can just pass yeah you're in you're in you can still mm-hmm. be a yeah but so many times when we when touching up on that like yeah watching your friends that was that was so heartbreaking because they would be out there every single day doing three on three practicing showing the coaches like we're all in this sport means so much to us and then it comes time to tryouts and we have asher we have julian we have all these kids who are now like oh we have to transfer just to be able to play even though we showed you that we have worked so hard mm-hmm. and that we want to play and that's just like Julian would, Julian and Asher would work every day, just playing ball. I'm also gonna put this. I'm also gonna put this out there. Also, like, and again, another opinion on basketball is, I truly believe they already have teams yeah. picked. I think for all sports, for tryouts, they already have teams picked. So going in, do kids who's not yeah. on that list? They don't even. Yeah. They don't have a chance at all, because. You might as like, well just not show up. I mean, exactly because they. I feel. I honestly believe that they Me already too. have the teams picked, and it's just like it's. It's not fair. It's not fair to all the other kids because there could be, there could be a kid that they don't know about. Like, what if his freshman year he was, he was a small kid, and then he comes, then they just they think, oh, he's just gonna be small. He comes back, he's big. Yeah, he's a good player, mm-hmm. but he's not mm-hmm. on. He's not on that exactly. list. And they they won't even give him a chance to see his talent. Exactly. I already know a bunch of of athletes going to get out my head. Yeah, and that's just because even when we were in ASB, there would always be that talk of like, how do we get the Latino students to be more, um, more, to be more included in our events, to show up to our events? And it's like, why do you expect these kids to show up to events, to try out for events when they know they're not going to be? Exactly. Yeah. Never got a chance yeah ridiculous exactly yeah and then it's like it's trying to reach out to people too like we talked to avery he's the i don't know if you guys know him but he's asian and i was talking to him trying to start some conversation and then he responded with oh i don't thank you for the offer but i don't think racism is a it's a it's one of the bigger issues and then i was like oh can you give me an example of what's a bigger issue that we should be worrying about and then he one of the things he comes up with is affirmative action and then he's talking about how 
in sports, like we're not just going to put the slow kids in sports when the black kids are faster and blah, 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 blah. And that's one of the things that also like aggravates me too when talking about race is like, especially when it comes to sports, because people sit there, it's like just to get a chance at the game, you have to work so hard to get in. Then when you get in and then you're a pro and then people just sit there and be like, oh, you just got in because you're natu you're naturally an athlete. But it's like, Mm -hmm. They want to say you're naturally gifted, but when they want they want to say a kid like a kid like me is naturally gifted, but if uh, but if you know a white kid on the on the basketball exactly. team put in hard work, I don't get that either. Exactly. Okay, um, changing the topic back to our K through twelve. Well, I guess sports is in our K through twelve, but more in the classroom. Um, did you guys ever feel like there were certain classes that you didn't feel comfortable taking? because you were black or you didn't feel like um, people, would see people would take you seriously. For me, it was like, Ellen and I always took like advanced classes, but we always knew that we had to prove that we deserve to be in those classes because it's a space where you don't see a lot of predominantly black students or Hispanic students. Um, I would say a lot, a lot of the times, I don't necessarily mm -hmm. enjoy taking history because I think they they talk about about how like want to talk about like the shit and like all this but about the fact that there were cakes here in Wenatchee mm -hmm. but they don't want to they don't want to mm -hmm. tell us like stuff like that and when because I I was told by I was told this year um, Mr McDonald's he said how like he said that there 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 were rallies they were they were never touched they were never touched and then it's just but they want to talk about they just want to talk like it's kind of like they just want to like they just want to literally on the black community but they they don't want to they don't want to talk about the uplifting mm -hmm. part that like our people to even to be able through. to be comfortable in our own skin absolutely exactly. and i think not only that like we when we were trying when we did the black history month thing we also talked about how when we do learn about black culture, it's always like the negative side of black culture. Like they don't talk about how many things that black people have contributed, how many things we have invented in this in this in the United States, but the it's just in the life. system. But when we do, we don't when it's Black History Month, okay, let's just talk about slavery then. You know there is so much more than just black people and slavery, but that's all they ever look into. Mm -hmm. Literally. They that's all they want to yeah. touch on. Um, obviously, you guys know what's going on in the world right now, and with this, the protesting started with George Floyd. Um, have you guys seen the video? Yes. How did that make you guys mm -hmm. feel? Yes, I have seen the video. It it hurt me honestly, just seeing seeing the fact that there there really had to be four cops holding a man mm -hmm. on the ground and a knee dug into his neck and with no like not yeah. I know, and Gosh, same like, thing for no me, like, remorse. honestly, I couldn't even finish the whole video because it just hurt my heart so much that, like, even, here's a guy who's laying on the ground, handcuffed, he can't even do anything, and this guy's still kneeling on his neck when he's just, he's just, um, what's it called, he's just, pr like, crying out for help, and, yeah, yeah and, I don't know, it's just a sad sight to see Can't that our, something that cruel could happen in our world, but it happens all the time, mm -hmm. sadly. Yeah, and um, there's obviously been a lot of protests going on. Wenatchee has had a lot of protests. 
But I think what I'm afraid of is that here, hey, let's hold up signs, let's do protests, but let's not actually figure out the, let's not actually talk about the true problems and let's actually not make a change in our very own backyard. Do you guys think that the protest there is actually genuine or do you think it's just kind of go back to how it was before? Honestly, if I'm if I'm giving like I'm giving my real opinion on it, I think it's just a bunch of people who they want mm-hmm. to care, or people who just really want to care because it's the new trend, and they, they want to ca- yeah, they want to care, they want to care because it's trending on. They want to post. They want to post a black a black <laughs> yeah. picture on. And time you're right about that too, Justin <laughs> There is a lot of people who are just like, probably like, just doing the protests and stuff just so like because they're tired of seeing it and they just mm-hmm. want people to shut up about it. And... Yeah, yeah, I yes, that there of course. Are, there yeah. are people at that protest that genuinely do care. Like, um, people yeah genuinely do care, obviously. But I think I think some people like if if we're really gonna point out every like if we're gonna point a finger at every single person. Some of them might just be there because their friends are there, or maybe their their mom wanted them to go, forced them yeah. to go. Mm-hmm. Or no, I get that. Um, I guess my next question is like, as black boys in Wenatchee, and as as a as a black girl who lived in Wenatchee, I think there is some things there that need to be changed, especially for the upcoming next generation. Um, do you guys have any ideas on things that you would like to see for the next upcoming generation there? I would just like to see young black boys being able to be comfortable in their skin at a young age and just know who they are, find themselves. And I would just like to see our community grow strong together with different races and not just have to look at everything so one-sided. Yeah. And a big change in our world too, because we're never going to ever get anywhere solve any problems if we're all divided how are we gonna work together i would like to see just more just more black kids running around freely just enjoying life because like as i see it i might see a few few drops (laughs) of of of, of colored people here like black people here and i just like to see i'd like to see more and oh i guess for me this is just a because like obviously living in Wenatchee like there wasn't very many black kids that lived there so mm-hmm. at a young age I just learned oh there's not very many people of me people <laughs> there's not very many black people so I just got used to that <laughs> but as a person of color because you notice the injustice that is done to you and the oppression and the continuous time of feeling like you're less than do you, feeling like you're less educated less articulate that you couldn't be a leader because your classmates didn't view you as a leader because because being black black is not what is considered a leader but i'm just curious too i also notice a lot of the injustice that is done to the latino community and some of the stuff that are said about the latino community did you guys ever notice that too because there's in my opinion growing up there i felt like there was a huge segregation between the latino community and the white the white students so yeah definitely definitely i can yeah i i have a pretty good idea because my again like my elementary school and middle school was mainly like i i mainly went to school with a bunch Mm -hmm. of like latin latino people and like and like yeah i just like they're obviously like the black community we're not in a place that we're not in a place that we're 
that we want to be yet. But also, I see the hate towards the the Mexicans here in town because they're they're labeled as the workers, exactly. The and all this, and it's like they're people just mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. just like all of us. Because people will be like, I've even heard this happen or seen this happen to some of my friends but like people just make a joke and they'll be like oh you know or what what is it they'll be like oh shoot what's the saying like oh you're you deported or Mm -hmm. you don't you're not a legal resident or some shit you know just something like that and like they'll think it's funny but like it hurt me and it like i can tell that it hurt my friend yeah yeah Oh, I've yeah. seen that even happen to Ken before. And, oh, yeah. I've, wow. seen, I've seen that with Ken, too. Yeah, that's just... Uh. Yeah, and I think a lot of... There's still so many people who continue to support Trump. But for me, I have such an issue with that because the man is a racist. He's homophobic and he's sexist. He's sexist. But yet, people in America continue to vote for him because apparently he's the American image. And for me, when he was first, like, I think for me, my race became really like, I became very aware of my race right after he was elected. Because I'm like, the man literally told you guys exactly what he believes, which is that people of color are less than, that women are less than, and that people who are in the LGBTQ plus community are less than. But then after you got voted, then it's just like, oh, wow, everybody must feel this way because the man got voted into office. And then as a, young as a young person, whenever I would step outside, like I just didn't really have the same view of society in that way. Did you guys ever mm-hmm. feel like a shift in the way you looked at the world after he was elected? thousand percent. I felt just like that. Yes, sir. I just didn't really trust the world as much as I used to when I was younger. And I just saw it mostly evil. And it's just going, it's just, as of right now, it's just yeah. going down and down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can't even imagine, like, as as a person of being in the Black community, like, that's how I felt. But I can't even imagine how the people in the Latino community felt. Because when he first was starting, I felt like most of his hatred was towards the Latino community just because of the stuff he would say about their oh, yeah. culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah ridiculous really is yeah and then to touch on did you guys read to kill a mockingbird by chance yes found that so interesting though because going back in time the huge message in that book was that a black man got yeah got wrongfully like put in jail Mm -hmm. because convicted because of a crime he didn't commit but in the classroom, we never even talked about that. What we talked about was the literary devices. And I was just like, that's that's so weird. Garbage. They don't wanna teach they don't wanna teach us the cruel that we that our world was in mm-hmm. before that before we were born. And I'm not I'm not sure if it, I'm pretty sure it was that book, but like I remember being in class and you know, the N word would come up in the book and then there was that one white oh, girl yeah. who was reading it. And with just no hesitation, just says it three or four times. And I'm like, geez, like, yeah, I don't know. It's just crazy to me how you can like, even say a word like that. I would tell myself. I feel like like if we're reading books like that and there are like N word, like there are the N words in the book. I feel like mm-hmm. they just get wide eyed. They've been waiting to sit and like they have a, they got a reason to, to say it. Personally, if I was a teacher. 
I would shut that yeah. shit down. But that, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. she's ain't built like me, so. And yeah, and what do you? Because I've seen in the comments, and people have said this in real life too. Like, oh, if black people are gonna say we can't say that word, then why are they putting it in their rap lyrics? Like, and what do you guys? What do you guys think about that? Because I'm just like, what the heck? I think it's a word that holds all the pain of all history, and like I don't use the hard R, obviously, but like I think it should be if you're black it's part of your identity because i mean if the world's already telling you that you're different and that you're not like us then why can't you have something that makes you feel like yourself you know and brings you back to your roots and just yeah and i hate i especially i hate the argument of like we're the one like all the like slave masters there we're the ones who gave that word so why can't we say I hate that so much because it's just like, because I know from, I, I, um, I know some people I have in a group chat and they, they get pretty sensitive whenever I want to say anything about like, like if I say anything about like how, like some white people are just like, (laughs) and they don't really like that. And like, they get sensitive about that. And then they want to say, like, I know people that who they want to say, they want to say the N word like so bad. But then, like, if they can just say it because they gave yeah. they gave it to us, like, I don't, I don't yeah, get that. Exactly. I don't, and I think that just comes with ignorance: that. is that kids are not educated on where where that word really stems from. I mean, everybody knows that yes, the slave the slave owners were the ones that gave gave that created that term. But at the same time, mm-hmm. you took away so many privileges. You literally made our people animals that you could own, that you could beat. You, you took away rape. their children. You could rape their woman, and they yeah. couldn't even learn the languages. They couldn't read books. You took so many things away from them, and that was the word you gave them. And now they want to take that word and reclaim it. And it's and you're offended that you can't say it. Like exactly. what? Yeah. No. I don't get. I don't understand it. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's ridiculous. And then lastly, on the topic of police brutality, like I've had some friends who have said, like, oh police brutality isn't a race issue what do you guys think mm-hmm. on that it is definitely a race issue and i i personally believe it's just like like why do you why do you really gotta dig mm-hmm. your knee into a mm-hmm. man's neck like personally i think if george floyd was a white man there would have been no knee in the neck none of that there's there's black people missing all around the country and they just they don't want to do anything about it there's cops there's cops mm-hmm. who have killed innocent 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 black people who have done nothing wrong one wrongfully broke into a house thinking it was yeah. someone yeah. else's and then shooting killing that person and then still not be i know in jail like, like, i don't yeah I don't no know. matter how severe the crime is i've never seen someone's neck just be kneeled on yeah. for eight and a half minutes no matter what the death should death should never be like at a traffic stop death should never mm-hmm. be yeah. a yeah. possibility but you only you only see that in in black people I've, when have you ever seen a white like, person I don't know. getting getting raci- racially something racial racially profiled by a cop 
and it just, <clears throat> yeah, and it just goes back to like the school shooting and and uh, uh, and somewhere in Florida, um, and that kid he he killed just many many of his classmates. They like there's there's a picture that I've seen on the internet, and they're they're walking with him, calming him down. But then if there's if there's a black person who maybe he had like maybe he had something on him that mm-hmm. he wasn't supposed to have. Yeah. Oh no, a, yeah, for sure. That black kid would if it was a black per- kid, it would have been he would have been shot up instantly. If it was a if it was a black if that the Omar kid, whoever whatever his name was, who shot up the school I think it was like Deer Park or something like that in Florida. But um yeah, I think if he was, if yeah, he was black, he or when it's when it's not when it's a black person, they would have been killed. But when it's a white person, then it's like all of a sudden, then it becomes about mental illness. So just how the narrative shifts exactly, based on. Exactly. But if you're black and then it's you, then oh, they're animals, criminals. We need to make sure these people are in jail. But then if it's a, if it's a white person, he's just white, going through exactly something. Like, head going back to that. Going back to what I just. To what i was just explaining about the whole school shooting like they they were trying to say how he was dealing with mental illness but if again if it was if it was a black kid who would have shot up that school they would have said he yeah. oh he had a gang yes, related exactly. past he he is a criminal yeah he he's a convicted felon all this <laughs> yeah he's a convicted felon and even yes. if even how people come up with like different ways to argue with that well they shouldn't be uh, resisting arrest or but if like if the only crime you committed is being profiled because of your skin color you're gonna argue with somebody about that right but if you're black you're automatically just supposed or even a person of color you're automatically just supposed to take what the cops do to you even regardless whether you did that crime or not and you're supposed to peacefully work with them and i think that's like the privilege is that it's if you're a white person and you do something wrong, you can have that conversation with a cop to try to explain that to them. But as a black person, you don't even get to have a voice because your skin is a fucking crime. Exactly. Like, you don't get that. You don't get that no. second chance. You don't get that second chance as a black man. No, it's either black you got to be cautious your whole matter. life. You don't get that chance. Or you fuck up and you're done. Just, yeah. If you, you can't right. get mouthy with a cop or something or they'll just instantly assume oh you have a gun or mm-hmm. why why is he getting like this he he's an animal he's aggressive he's gonna try to hurt me yeah mm-hmm. and then once you're in the system for a small little thing anytime you get in any sort of trouble it will get brung up again and bam you're just once you're in you're trapped once you're in the yeah once yeah once you fall in that once you fall in the system it's it, yeah you, you really can't get out because once once you fall in the next time maybe you might slip mm-hmm. up another time then yeah that charge will be brought up and it's like i don't see like, another reason why i think like where white privilege really comes in is just like how they deal with like cases like especially like like i've seen i've seen like articles about about a white man he he sexually he sexually assaulted yeah. uh, like a three-year-old toddler or something like that and then and then he got three he got like three or four years don't quote me on that they're like three or four years of jail time while there's a while there's a man mm-hmm. while there's a man and he was he was falsely accused yeah and he's sitting on so 12 up. years 
And I think at the end of the day, people ask themselves, like, how am I a part of the problem? Is that they say some of our peers may be like, I'm not racist. But I think it all comes back to the things you say and whether you mean it or not. You're saying mm-hmm. racist things. You're saying discriminatory things, stereotypical things that you shouldn't be saying. Like for us growing up, some of the things we heard was like, oh, you guys would be so much prettier if your hair was black or for straight, you mean? Yeah, if your hair was straight. You just can't say stuff like that. And that stuff is so psychologically harming for people of color generation after generation. Like for me, for so long, I didn't believe that I was beautiful because of my skin color, because mm-hmm. of s- little stuff like that that people say along the way. Or even like I feel you on that. It's just like... No, another example was that we got into a little thing with this eight-year-old. And six years he old. was six, six, seven, eight, well, yeah. somewhere in between those ages. And he was saying something. We're like, you should, you should be careful if you're not going to be this cute forever and this kid is a mixed kid and he looks at me and goes well at least i'm not as dark as you so it's just like even little kids recognize the lighter you are the more privileged you are and the darker you are the less privileged you are yeah it's just really i think you got if you have any any black in you like Mm -hmm. yeah and even obas had to deal with a lot of shit i'm a mixed person and i don't and yeah, I'm a I'm a mixed kid, and I don't feel like me and Yao. I don't what Yao goes through. I don't feel any different from like I don't categorize myself as mm-hmm. a, as a mixed person. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm a I'm yeah. an African American exactly. male. And okay, and here's another thing. Yeah, my last ex or whatever, she was half. She was mixed, right? But she would get so offended when I said that she was black because I forgot to say that she was half or mixed and it's like she hated that part of herself mm-hmm. but and it's just i didn't understand why you would be offended i mean that's what you are so yeah Don't and then her. like even going off of black versus not black and all that i think one of the things that really hit me too was just senior year when one of the kids on our team on our senate team we were talking about obama or something and he had the audacity to stand there and be like Obama's not even black. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh. But that's the thing, though. Like, I I feel like a lot of racism stems from power. And white people don't want to feel like black people are taking their power away. So, I mean, there's no coincidence that Trump was elected right after Obama was elected into the presidency. It was a retaliation to say that black people aren't in power. We're the ones in power. Mm -hmm. And so even seeing like how, as far as leadership, black people aren't supposed to be in places of leadership. That's Mm -hmm. not what we are seen as. And so for him to then come and say, oh, Obama isn't even black because, what, he's not from Africa or whatever? He actually yeah. Yeah. <laughs> His family has roots from Yeah, like, I mean, most, yeah. Kenyan, but, I think. Yeah, but that's just, like, the shit, too. Like, controlling the narrative that we get to decide when you're black and we get to decide when you're not black. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I had that so many times when I was younger. Kids would be like, yeah. you're the whitest black person I've ever seen or you act like you're white and i'm like how am i supposed to act a certain way this is just me mm-hmm. like i didn't know being black had a way you were supposed to act, act or something like, exactly it's because that is what ties to the stereo the stereotypical thoughts of and opinions is if you if if you're not i, I don't get the whole yeah whitewashed thing it's like like my skin is, is black i'm black like, there's no way mean? i could be whitewashed <laughs> yeah like, 
I would be like, what is whitewashed? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that's definitely a huge like, topic too. Because I remember even before going off to college, not to be uh, say anything bad about <laughs> my mom or anything, but I remember her saying like, oh yeah, you girls, it's gonna be a little hard for you when you hit college with more diversity and stuff because some of the black people won't might not consider you guys as black and stuff. And I just I hate that stuff. Like, I'm just a fucking person, regardless of my skin. Like, they shouldn't have to be, oh, I have to act this way to be black. And I have to act this way to not be black. Like, mm -hmm. uh, that's mm -hmm. just so harming. It really is. I know. I feel like I would have been a way different person if, like, I would have never had to deal with the stuff I had to deal with when I was growing up. Yeah. Because I felt subject to trying to fit in and all that. And I just didn't really find myself for a long time because of it. And yeah it just really took a toll to take a toll on any kids like experience on just growing up mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i guess the question for you guys is obviously you guys have a lot of white friends do too do you does which this does, yeah which is awesome like we all need to be around other people races and stuff or ethnicities sorry racism and everything it's a con social construction but um do you guys does the topic of race or like that ever come up with you guys and your friends Oh, yes, and it usually does not turn out very well, but I usually try not to talk about that too much with my yeah. friends because they're my friends, but <laughs> and I know that we might not be friends after this <laughs> conversation, so, yeah. Yeah, it's just like, personally, I don't think really, like, I I would hope one of my, like, a, one of my white friends would mm -hmm. say something to and, me because that would just give me a reason yeah. to say, like, <laughs> my gear <laughs> and it's yeah i've i've never like with my friends i mean person like honestly yeah. like i'm i'm around like my brothers like i'm not <laughs> yeah it's like i've had it like one of one of like for example one of, one of my uh one of our white friends his his uh dad his dad told him how he was like how he was the Usually, if you're like a black kid and you hang out with white people, oh, yeah. like the, you're the black like to token or something like that. And he was mm -hmm. like, he was saying how he was he was like the white token, and and it's like, yeah. I, wish, I wish like one of these white tokens would say something to me about that. Cause yeah, there's a whole <laughs> lot of brothers who yeah, tokenism is real. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's we're gonna leave it there for tonight, but. Just thank you guys right. so much. I know this topic isn't easy to talk about, especially as black men. So mm -hmm. hopefully people yep. will listen and get a different perspective. Uh -huh. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Of course. And uh, yeah. let us know whenever you do something with um, this. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'll let, we'll be if finished. You yeah. This, um, yeah, you could if you can see black excellence of um, of what what we do if you just want to tune in <laughs> you're tuning in the fall <laughs> in the fall number three by the way also so. check out our soundcloud <laughs> oh three eight also link in my yeah yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. check out their music y'all <laughs> <laughs> okay that's it with yao and obi and kenneth was in there for a while too i think he had to yeah. um, log out for a while have a great evening bye y'all thank you so much you too bye Bye.